Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. Hunger and cravings, how to kill hunger and cravings. Now, this is two of the biggest things that really derail people a lot when it comes to nutrition, getting hungry all the time, always thinking about those foods that like are your trigger foods that you're like, Oh, I want that so bad. I can't like stand not having it like you're always restricting and holding it away and keeping it away from you. So we're going to go over some things that can help a ton with that. And I know right now we got three of my current clients uh, in here right now. So guys, feel free to chime in with your own experience because I know that like we do biofeedback every single week. And as far as hunger and cravings go, usually everybody's doing really, really good because they're very, very good at implementing these five things that we're going to be talking about. So the five things that are going to help with your hunger and your cravings are one, sleep. Sleep is the biggest one. Number two is stress. Three is hydration, four is protein and fiber, and last but not least is environment. We're going to go all uh, over all of them in detail. So let's start with number one, sleep. Now, in a perfect world, ideally, we want seven to nine hours of sleep, totally blacked out room, making sure that the uh, temperature in the room is not too hot, not too cold, just in, just right where you're comfortable. Um, we don't want any sounds. We don't Again, don't want any lights, like those little tiny lights around the room, um, and make it pretty much like as much of a cave as possible. Um, another thing that goes into sleep is quality, and when it comes to quality, what you go to bed with plays a big, big role. And what I mean by that is, are you going to bed with the phone in your face? Are you going to bed watching TV and not turning that TV off until you've nodded off for about an hour or two? Okay, those things play a big role because our brains really are not dialed down and shut down at that point. They're still kind of going. So even though we're tired and we're falling asleep, we're not really out. Um, so having some sort of like a digital detox or something like that an hour, two hours before bed can go a very, very long way. Uh, and one of my personal favorites is like with the digital detox, keeping the phone more than arm's length away. When you officially decide, hey, I'm done with the phone, you put it like on another table in another room, just enough so that when you do wake up in the morning, you have to wake up and get out of bed to go get it. Because that distance, one, will help you get a deeper quality of sleep. And two, it won't allow you to hit the snooze button because once you're up, you should be up. There's a thing called sleep inertia, which is basically when you fall back asleep. So say you smack this the snooze button. When you go back to sleep, it's like you're restarting a whole new sleep cycle. So when you're sleeping for that nine minutes, slapping, waking up for a, a millisecond, hitting the snooze and doing that over and over and over again, you're getting these really half-assed restarted sleep cycles and a full sleep cycle takes like 60 to 90 minutes. So no wonder you're groggy the entire morning. Okay. These things can add up and it definitely can play a big role when it comes to making food decisions later in the day. Cause that decision center that should be refreshed, it should be ready to go is now in a place where it's not making the best decisions and you want more comfort and ease over what you know is going to make you feel better and what you should be eating. Um, but that's pretty much when it comes to sleep, why it is so important. 
Um, next on the list is stress, more, more specifically stress management, because I mean, we don't always have control over the stress in our lives, but being able to dial down and like make sense of it and basically come to grips with what we can and cannot change makes a big, big difference because if we're always in this constant state of anxiousness and worry, that not only messes up your sleep, it also can affect you physically. Like it can definitely wreck your body if you're constantly stressed and we're not really doing anything with it. And again, it's easier said than done. It really is. But a couple of things that I like doing with um, with clients that seem to work really, really well, um, they're not fix-alls, but they definitely help a little bit. One of the favorites is doing a brain dump before bed. And what I mean by that is when you do a brain dump you break out a pen and paper and you write down every single thing in your head for like five, 10 minutes, set a timer and just write whatever the hell comes down to your mind, jot it all down. And this could be the most ridiculous thing. It could be like some crazy like thought that you had that you can't let go of or a song that's stuck in your head or the to-do list that you keep fighting to keep in your head for tomorrow. Put the to-do list down. We're really, our brains are made to come up with ideas. They're not meant to be a giant storage bank for them. Memory is great, but it's not always reliable. So putting it down not only allows us to have that like, place where we know it is. It also mentally relieves some stress as far as like that holding on that gripping to those thoughts. Um, and then yeah, five, 10 minutes goes by, jot it all down and keep it by your bedside. Because like, like, let's say you wake up. I know, um, especially with the moms over 40 plus crowd, like if the we're in that stage of life where it's like menopause with the hot flushes with, um, like the having to get up to go pee a little bit more frequently, things like that. If you get up, sometimes those thoughts, those anxieties come back. So having that pen and paper ready to go to jot it all down before going back to bed can help a lot too. Um, and then another thing that can help with stress is doing things like nasal walks. So going on like nice, easy walks and only breathing through your nose. If you don't have a deviated septum or some crazy allergies or like some structurally, your nose is kind of sideways. Okay. Assuming you can breathe through your nose, doing that and really just slowing down the pace of your breathing can help tremendously. As far as the stress techniques go, those are like the two big ones. But at the end of the day, if you find yourself in a place where you just are constantly stressed, you really don't feel like you have a grip on it. It's never a bad thing to go see somebody who's a licensed professional to help you with things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause like I'm a trainer, I, I'm like a nutrition coach and I'll be the first to tell you a lot of people will see incredible improvements in their health, in their nutrition, in their physical fitness, if they first don't address any of that and go to a therapist first and make sure everything is good upstairs. Because if if it's not good upstairs, nothing else really works that well. Um, another thing is uh, hydration. Okay? Hydration is one of those things where we just don't get enough. Like no, a lot of us don't get enough water at all. And when you're dehydrated, your body wants to get water in any way, shape, or form possible. So it is possible that your body can make you crave food because of the liquid in that food or the it knows that it will hydrate you a little bit. So hydration can make you hungrier than you actually 
are in the moment. So one good thing to get in the rhythm of is when you find yourself craving certain foods or really getting hungry, have a glass of water and just wait like five, 10 minutes and kind of do a check-in with your body of like, all right, so am I hungry or am I thirsty? And then when it does its thing, it goes through your body, then usually you're good to go. Another thing is just getting enough throughout the day. And one of the easiest ways to get enough during the day, especially for the people that are like, I'm just never thirsty. I just, I don't drink that much water is starting your day with a little bit of water. So like a normal glass would be great. Like if you could get like in that ballpark of eight to 10 ounces, that'd be awesome. If you could just get that in first thing, like go brush your, obviously brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, do away. And if that's on your plan, but after that, go fill up a glass of water or have it ready to go at your bedside and just down it. And then what that does is it sets you up for the entire day. It gets your body craving more hydration because it's like, ooh, I kind of like this. I like feeling hydrated. I like operating at my best. And you get a little thirstier throughout the day, starting your day early with fluids. Um, and if you're a coffee drinker, I mean, I, I don't think there's any research like concrete research behind this, but I can only speak from my own experience and coworkers that um, I used to work with. Um, if you start the day with water first and put off the caffeine for like maybe like 30 minutes to an hour, that caffeine feels better and lasts a little bit longer than if you start your day off with it immediately. Because I personally believe that your body just needs to like do its thing and wake up on its own first. And then caffeine's like a nice add-on. When you start relying on caffeine to physically wake you up, that's where the problems usually start and people go way overboard on the caffeine. So that can help a ton when it comes to hydration. Okay. And when you get that hydration under control, the cravings and the hunger usually go way, way down. Um, and then after that, we got protein and fiber. And I'll also add in here, healthy fats, because when these three are accounted for, you're stuffed the entire day. These three are the reason that like you see people say, oh, I, I ate healthy, like I uh, went to Whole Foods or like did Whole30 and lost a ton of weight and I didn't count a calorie or like just anybody who's like, I didn't count any calories whatsoever, like keto people or paleo people. It's usually because these three things increased dramatically. Like eating your recommended daily intake for protein is hard. Like it's amazing how many people I've talked to on the phone, I've done I've talked to with clients that they really struggle to get enough protein, but they're always hungry. And it kind of goes hand in hand. Now, these are the same people that like will only eat one egg for breakfast or the type of people that will like have like no meat or no lean protein of any sort at one um meal during the day. So it can help just getting in the rhythm of a, for the ladies, just a palm size of protein at every single meal. And for the gentlemen, you get two. I don't make the rules. I just relay them. But honestly, protein is one of those things that you can go overboard on. And it is such a taxing activity on your body to break down that protein that you burn up a lot of the calories. It's called the thermic effect of food and protein is one of the highest. So basically you got protein, carbs, and fats. Okay. Protein takes so many calories just to break it down and put it to use in your body. And then carbohydrates and fats, they also take a little bit of work to get processed and 
make sure that your body puts it in the right place, does what it needs to. But protein is the very high one. I want to say it's the highest, but I got to double check the highest thermic effect of food. So you're actually burning up a ton of calories just by eating more protein. Um, next is fiber. Fiber is that one that n I, I would be surprised if like 90% of people in this group get enough of it during the day, because the golden number for a lot of people is in that 30 grams mark. And just to put that in perspective, I need like three heaping scoops of chia seed just to get eight grams. <laughs> um, trying to think of what else is like a good tell of a uh, fiber, like beans, um, like one of those spoonfuls of beans at Chipotle is about like four or five grams of fiber. So it's kind of hard to get a ton of it. And it really is your fiber is a reflection of the quality of your food more times than not, because it, again, this is just anecdotal, but the people that I've coached that have tried to get fiber through like um, artificial means, like doing the powders and stuff in their drinks, it usually just sends them to the bathroom and it really doesn't like do a whole lot for them. Um, and a, a lot of times it can cause a uh, gastric or GI issues. Um, so I would recommend getting fiber from a more bioavailable source like vegetables, fruits, legumes, whole grains, and things like that. Um, and then healthy fats, things like olive oil, nuts, um, other avocado, things like that. Again, high quality food. Most of those also have fiber in them. So you're getting both of those. And every whole food has trace amounts of protein in them. So you're getting more protein. That, that trifecta will have you feeling stuffed and make it so much easier to lose weight if that's your goal. And then last but not least, this is the kicker. Okay, now there's a saying that genetics load the gun and environment pulls the trigger or lifestyle factors pull the trigger. That's what environment is. Now, we can have the world's best diet. We can do everything completely correct. But if you surround yourself with these foods that you can't say no to, that you're always snacking on, that you just cannot control yourself around, you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, there are certain foods like goldfish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but in this house, it's goldfish. I'm <laughs> very adamant about not having in the house because I personally cannot control myself, even though that is something that you can work on. I mean, improving your relationship with food is a big thing that can help too. I know it worked for me. I actually somehow looked at that goldfish the other day and did not devour it. So it is possible. There is hope. But for a lot of us, we do need that time away from food. Now, does this mean we restrict ourselves completely? Absolutely not, because that's probably the worst thing you can do when it comes to behavioral um, science and the things that help you out the most. There's a thing called the restrict binge cycle. Basically, it's kind of like when you look at your kid and you say, no, you're not allowed to have that cookie. And they say, well, now I really want it. <laughs> that's like how our brains somewhat operate. When you restrict yourself and tell yourself, no, you can't have that it makes the desire for that thing go way up and it makes it that much harder to stick to the plan. And then what happens? We finally get access to it and say, well, I'm not going to have this for a while, so I might as well go all in. And then you binge on it, feel like shit the next day, feel guilty about it. And then we're back all the way to restricting ourselves again. And it's this vicious cycle. So in order to not do that, what we want to do is create an environment where we have the ability to get these foods, but it's hard to get them. 
Okay. So you are not restricting yourself saying, I can't have this, but you're not making it easy. So it's not in the pantry. It's not above your fridge where you could just go, all right, I'm having a moment of weakness. That's mine. And I'm going to go devour this. No, instead say, okay, make this agreement with yourself that, okay, ice cream is my thing. We'll say ice cream. Okay. If I want ice cream, it has to be from the store or I got to go get it from the ice cream shop or whatever. You physically have to get your shoes on, put your coat on, grab your keys, go to the car, drive there, wait in line, pick out the right flavor, and then get back to your car, then bring it all the way home. Notice there's a lot of steps there and there's a lot of space to create a situation where you can make an informed decision. Now, if you are in a mindset, like you're just in this place where it's like, I need this now, then yeah, have your, have it, enjoy it, treat yourself a little bit, but not eight, nine times out of 10, you're going to decide not to do that because laziness is a very, very productive thing when used correctly. And not even just laziness, but just knowing that like, okay, I've got time to think about this decision. It's not an impulse. And do I really want this? And in a lot of cases, you can talk yourself out of it, or you can just rationalize with yourself and say, hey, I take my goals seriously. I want my goal. I want to reach my goals. So therefore, I am not going to do this. Now, for somebody else, that could be totally different. For somebody to stay on track, sometimes you need that ice cream. So depending on where you're at in your journey, you can make the decision that's best for you. So that's why environment is so, so damn important. And now let's say, like when it comes to this environment discussion, the big thing that I hear a lot is what about the kids? Like they're gonna, they're gonna like nonstop complain or like they're just gonna be a pain in the butt because they don't have their snacks in the house. Well, there's a couple of options here. One, you could make it a family rule that like, hey, if we're going to eat something that like is one of those trigger foods for like the entire family or just maybe for the parents, say we can get it, but we got to go out and get it. And then if the kids are like lazy, you could be like, well, you want to come with me? And if they say no, it's like, well, sorry, we can't get that food. Um, another thing that worked really well in my household was my brother is a human trash disposal. The guy, like he is, he's had like a six pack since birth and he can eat whatever he wants. And for that reason, he's like, why can't I eat all this junk food? And it's like, there really was no good reason. So what my mom would do, and I was on board with it because I've always struggled with my weight since the beginning of time. And I, at that moment in time, I was trying to watch my weight and be better. So we let, or she, my mom let my brother keep all the junk food in his room. Now that served two purposes. One kept it out of sight for us. We didn't see it. So we didn't crave it out of sight, out of mind. And number two, going into a 15 year old teenager smelly male room to get food <laughs> is enough of a deterrent as is that odor. And I'm sorry for selling you out on this, Connor, but all, all what 11 of us right now, it'll just stay between us. But my brother, like many teenagers just stunk to high hell. And I did not want to go in there to get the cookies or to get the goldfish or to get the sour patch. So it works very, very well. 
there are methods that work incredibly well like this, but I'm sure there's more. Um, I've heard of a few. I just can't rattle them off the top of my head. So in the comments, let me know um, if anybody else has any good ideas. Um, but that's pretty much it. We covered it all. We got our big five uh, when it comes to hunger and cravings. We got sleep. We got stress, hydration, protein, fiber, and healthy fats, and the environment. When you address those five things, it's very, very hard to have those hunger and cravings really like rearing their ugly their ugly head over and over again. It makes the process so much easier, makes it so much more enjoyable. And on top of that, because of the improved quality of your food and your sleep and your stress, you feel amazing. So it can definitely, definitely help. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you're a new listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. And if you're a returning listener, I would love your feedback. If you could take two seconds to just leave a quick review on iTunes or Spotify and rate the show, that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you in advance and have a great rest of your week.